This is the Wave Maker, Kyle Boone. And this is Shiloh. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Wrestle Life Radio. Because you're smart and cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, also known as Wrestle Life Matt. And I'm here to give you your AEW Dynamite review. Now, just so you guys are aware, and I know this is a little late, but next week, it's going to be a very busy week. We're going to have a special interview. We're going to have a WrestleMania pre-show. We will, have, of course, have our Dynamite review, and we will have a WrestleMania post-show the following Monday, so make sure to stay tuned for all that. But we're going to jump straight into AEW because we've got a lot to cover, um, and to be completely honest with you, it's been a rather busy week, and that's why it's late. I don't have a whole lot of time. So this week we had Christian Cage versus Frankie Kazarian opening up the show. Uh, Christian is having his first match in seven years, and oh my gosh, how good was it? Now, I'm not going to go over everything in this match, but I do want to point out just a couple things. Frankie Kazarian is so talented. I mean, just please give this guy a one-on-one -on -one match at least once a month on Dynamite. Christian, in his first match back in seven years, sold like a son of a gun. This guy looked like he had been absolutely destroyed. He looked like he forgot what it felt like to take a punch, what it felt like to get slammed into the ring. He just did such a great job. Of course, Christian won, but this match lasted like 18 and a half minutes. The timer almost went off, and, and honestly, like even though you just know, like, you knew Christian was going to win this match. You had that little doubt in your mind. If you haven't seen this match, go back and watch it, especially if you like old school wrestling. It was really, really good. Moving on from that, uh, we had a weird Darby Allen promo, as all of his promos are, but bluntly, this was good. Um, it was one of his that he pre-films with a fake mask. He talks about Matt Hardy being a shell of himself and uh, states that he doesn't want to earn respect these days, that Matt just looks to buy respect, um, and Darby Allen says money doesn't mean anything to him. Jay Cargill cuts a promo. It's good. Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. This is really interesting. This was called an exhibition with Arn Anderson as the referee. It Last week, Cody stated that, you know, if he got QT where he could hit the crossroads or if he was going to put him in the Figure four, he wouldn't do it. I don't really like that story, but that's whatever. It's fine. It seems disrespectful to your opponent to me, but Cody is a heel, as Micah always says. So, um, QT Marshall can't hang with Cody, of course. So, after going back and forth for a little bit, because Cody did refuse to put on the figure four and hit the crossroads, uh, QT punches Arn Anderson and leaves the ring. Of course, the entire Nightmare family jump into the ring, and uh, they're going, QT, what are you doing? He's like got his back turned, and everyone's checking on Arn, and then at that moment, Aaron Solo, Anthony Gogo, and Nick Comoroto attack all the veterans. They toss the gun club out of the ring, uh, they attack Dustin, they attack Cody, they stand tall, um, and QT is about to hit a chair over Cody with Cody on the still steps. Red Velvet comes out and makes the save. Uh, this was actually really interesting, and I'm a big fan of QT Marshall. I think he's incredibly talented, and uh, if this gets him over, I think that's great. 
and honestly the nightmare family was too big and honestly kind of irrelevant anyway so um, it's cool that they're giving these guys some direction we got a promo from Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. They were in the back, sitting down in chairs, and basically said, we're not waiting anymore. We'll take absolutely everything. Uh, and it starts this Monday on Elevation. So, you know, I love both these guys. I guess Scorpio Sky is just, like, quietly split from SCU. They never really made anything official, and when he turned heel, you know, you kind of thought it was going to be official, but... It was never 100%, but now we know, right? Red Velvet's being interviewed in the back. Dasha asks, why did she save Cody? She said, oh, well, I'm, I'm his partner, so obviously I would. Then Jade Cargo comes and attacks her. It was, I mean, whatever, setting up another match for them, I guess. Um, John Moxley cuts a promo, and believe it or not, it was really, really good. Shocking, I know. But seriously, man, can this guy cut a bad promo? Okay, well, you, Dean Ambrose can, but I'm not sure John Moxley can. Uh, he's doing his own thing, and it's just always so believable. And I, just, I, I, I still to this day, I mean, it's been over a year, and I can't believe the WWE dropped the ball with him so bad. Um, he talks about everything that he's been dealing with in AEW. He talks about what happened to Eddie Kingston. He talks about Kenny Omega. Um, he says that he still owes the Young Bucks one, and he doesn't like that. And uh, he says that Tony Khan wants to make money with Cesar Bononi. But uh, he can't do that if Moxley kills him. Oh, and he also says the Young Bucks need to step up and get in the fight. So that's very important and relevant. Um, Caesar looked good here. He didn't really have to do anything. John pretty much carried the match. But uh, Bononi, who seems like a legitimately nice person, seems to be improving in the ring. I'm not sure I want to see him on Dynamite. I think I'd rather see him on Elevation right now. But that's that's fine. I mean, his look is absolutely incredible. Um and as long as he's in the ring with someone like Hangman or, or Mox, it should be just fine. So, uh, Backstage, we see Team Taz again. Taz is like, everything is fine. Um, and Ricky Starks says, yeah, of course. I, I had a great time on Dark. No problem. And uh, Brian Cage said, well, you know, we, we could have won sooner if you just tagged me in sooner. Uh, and just so you know, on Dark, Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks would not tag in Brian Cage until the end of the match where Brian got the tag himself. And... Uh, won the match pretty convincingly and pretty quickly. Um, okay, so now it's time for the gift to the pinnacle. So MGF is in the old inner circle locker room with FTR, Wardlow, Sean Spears, and of course, Tully Blanchard. And uh, he says, guys, I got us a gift. I got us our own interior decorator and personal stylist. You guys aren't super, you know, sold on this, but that's fine. Um, and MGS says, listen, at least we can redo this old bathroom. And he opens the door, and Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Santana and Ortiz are standing there. And MGF quietly closes the door and says, guys, we gotta go. And he goes to open the outside door, and Jake Hager punches him in the face. This makes a brawl ensue. Um... We had Sammy wrestling Sean Spears, FTR wrestling Proud and Powerful, Hager and Wardlow, and of course Jericho and MGF. Jericho gives MGF a swirly, which if you don't know what that is, he sticks his face in the toilet and flushes it. Um, as MGF picks his head out, he spits out toilet water. So, classy move there, M. 
JF. Um, they all toss him out of the room, and uh, they rip off the Pinnacle logo and put the Inner Circle logo back up. And yeah, that's great. Oh, Jericho also told MJF the worst is yet to come, which is a throwback to Jericho's uh, feud with Shawn Michaels. So it's pretty good. The Young Bucks are in the back, and uh, Don Callis comes up. Now they're with Marvez, but whatever. Uh, Don Callis comes up. He shoes away Nick and Marvez, and he talks about how Matt, you know, doesn't really remember who he is, you know, and he blames Matt for breaking Omega's heart, and he said that Kenny Omega chose AEW for the Young Bucks, which is something Kenny reiterated uh, last week. And uh, he says, I want to know where that killer is. He slaps Matt in the face. Matt grabs him uh, by the coat, but he doesn't do anything. And Don Callis says, is that really it? Man, you're more pathetic than I thought. And then leaves. Ray Phoenix, Penta, and Laredo Kid versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Uh, Don Callis is on commentary. This match is very, very good because, of course, it is. Um, it does end with... Kenny Omega hitting Laredo Kid with the one-winged angel. Uh, it's this match is just super solid. Please go watch it. Really great. Um, after the match is over, John Moxley comes out and he's like counting the guys in the ring. And the Young Bucks come in, come out with him, and they all charge the ring. And of course, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers run out. They're yelling at the Young Bucks. It was it was really interesting. Like. What are we going to see next? Are we going to see the Young Bucks wrestling on Moxley's side? Are they going to screw over Mox? And are they also going to turn heel? I don't know. We'll see. We're backstage with Britt Baker now. And her and Rebel are there. Britt's like, where's Tony? Rebel says, I, I don't know. So he goes, well, you just do it. So Rebel asks Britt Baker, you know, did she see Thunder Rosa being on AEW Dark Elevation? Britt Baker said she did. And you know what? It's a, it's a really good place to get your wins up, Thunder Rosa. Because uh, the match that we had, it didn't count. It was unsanctioned. So, congratulations. You know what? I'm still here. I'm on Dynamite. I'm putting women's wrestling on the map. And, uh, of course, it was good. I mean, just, I know I've been saying that a lot, but honestly, overall, this is a really good show. Um, we have Matt Hardy there with all of his people, like all of them, in the back. Um, and he talks about how Allie, the bunny, was not in the Women's Championship Tournament, and that was a terrible, terrible oversight. And he notes that tonight, Ty Conti will pay for the Dark Order's sins. Then we get Nyla Rose and The Bunny versus Ty Conti and AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida. This match was pretty good. Of course, there were a few shenanigans, um, but basically... Um, Allie was able to hit a kendo stick on Ty Conti because of a distraction, um, and she hit her finisher, which she calls down the rabbit hole. It is a final cut, I believe, um, is what it's called. Gets the one, two, three, and the bunny and Nyla get the win. We'll go backstage. Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus are back there. They talk about how Bear Country just tosses Marco around and we're going to see what they do when they face someone their own size. Um, they put over Godzilla versus King Kong because I believe it's being sponsored. Marco Stunt has a King Kong tattoo. Legisaurus says, dude, we're the dinosaurs. 
And Marco says, yeah, I, just, I wanted to see it so I could just, you know, always punch his stupid face. And they walk away. Arcade Anarchy happens next. And we have Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. It looks really interesting. They have a bunch of video games out there. I believe it was sponsored by the Cake and Coin in Jacksonville, Florida. Am I positive? No. But I do know that's where uh, they've been recording their AEW game stuff. So um, they have a uh, claw grab machine. They've got a whack-a-mole. Lots of cool little spots in this match. It was very entertaining. They do have a prize corner where you, like a barbed wire and a crutch and a steel chair is up there, a teddy bear, um, which just so happens to be filled with Legos. Kip Sabian powerbombed Chuck Taylor onto that. But there are a couple spots we need to point out. There was one spot where the claw game, um, Penelope Ford had a low blowed Orange Cassidy. And as she turns at the claw game, Chris Statlander, which this game is called a UFO catcher, by the way, uh, pops out and then pushes the plexiglass out, absolutely destroys poor Penelope Ford's face. I mean, she gets drilled. As she comes out, and she does a powerbomb table bump from the apron to the outside. And it's one of the coolest ones I've ever seen. Please go look it up. Uh, we've moved to Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, who are like crawling up the ramp like cowards. Like, what are they doing? Then we see lights in the background, and as it gets closer, it is Sue's van. And Sue makes her triumphant return to AEW, obviously bringing back Trent, whose chest is now all healed up. They come, they ping-pong Miro between the three of them. Um, then, of course, Chuck Taylor has a running power slam through, like, a butt-ton of tables onto Kip Sabian to get the one, two, three. The best friends hug Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Um, and after the show was over, Orange Cassidy posted on Twitter that the alien sits with us now. So I believe she will be part of the best friends. Yeah. This show was really good. Like, I, I there was no part on the show where I'm like, really? Really? Is this what we're doing? There's also no part on the show that drags, no part that was boring. I just... It wasn't an A-plus show, but you had two cool returns at the end. You had an amazing old-school match. The main event was just so, so good. I'm going to have to give this show an A. This is one of the best Dynamites that I've seen in a long time. Two thumbs up from Wrestle Life Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to follow us at Wrestle Life Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter, you can follow us on... Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. You can listen to us wherever... You get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. We hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day.